0: Welcome back to the show that is bumping up dangerously close to political intrigue, it's Pro Grapplers! Introducing first, I am just helping a fellow co-worker before I go on the injured reserve, I am amazing Jason Sigler, and my opponent, he is Mexico's own, the El Conquistador! He is Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny.
1: For more suplexes, four more suplexes, four more suplexes.
0: Uh, we will get that in our, uh, segment rundown, but, uh, that, that was one of my favorite moments of, of the, uh, the week. That was, it was, it was a truly well done moment, and they don't have a lot of those lately, it seems like. I have mixed feelings about this. All right, that'll make for, for very good conversation, which is what we're here for. And first, we're gonna bring you the Match of the Night. All right, first up, I have, uh, I, I think, uh, probably top on everybody's list this week, if you didn't watch NXT, that is. I watched NXT last, so it's my it's my last listed, but probably would have been my first. Uh, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch have their, I guess, re-rematch. Uh, they had their match at Super Showdown. It was uh, a letdown, I think, in a lot of regards, and so they have another match on SmackDown where they basically take up the first half hour of the show. Um... And again, Becky kind of takes the takes the heel way out. She rolls out of the ring. I do love her rolling out of the ring like three times, and the final time, Charlotte's face just she's just livid, just like, "Are you kidding me? Stay in the ring, you loser! I want to beat you." So, but it's it's smart on Becky's part, and she she walks off, you know, and gets counted out. And Charlotte decides, no, no, i I've, I've had enough of this, and she spears her through the back video wall. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yes. Yes, it was. Uh, I I like that they gave the women one of those spots, like the usual Braun Strowman spot, where we're going to destroy something on the stage. Uh, I like that it looked pretty good. I I think Charlotte, I wish I kind of wish she would have picked up more speed, but also you know that might have actually hurt both of them. I don't I don't know if the blood. Uh, it, it did seem like that was not planned. The, the Charlotte kind of cuts her wrist up, and I think people were you know afraid of like a Goldberg type punch through a window and cut the tendons in his arm type injury but it seemed to be superficial. so hopefully that's the case but yeah I I, I love this spot. I love this match it was really good too much better than their super showdown one. I, I didn't mind their super showdown that much
1: but yeah this was a really good match. I liked it.
0: so so awesome to see them uh, again starting off Smackdown like let's just start with the match. And have it go for a long time, and then when it ends in a a crappy finish, at least give the fans something they want to see, which is Charlotte spearing Becky Lynch through uh, the video board. And, uh, yeah, definitely paid off. Great way to start SmackDown. Um, My next match that I listed is another SmackDown match, and it's another Shelton Benjamin match. They're letting him uh, shine again and and get uh, another good match against a very, very good opponent, AJ Styles, the current champion. Uh, and I, th- this one was a lot shorter than the match that he had with uh, Brian the week before, but uh, he still got some uh, some nice o- offense in. I think I the only thing I'm worried about is this is literally the spot they put Chad Gable in before they sent him off to Raw to do absolutely nothing.
1: Oh, he's doing so much.
0: Oh, Just we're gonna get to that. None of it you? good. Don't, don't you? Yeah, that's that. That's definitely true. Uh, but they, they put him up against Styles and they had an amazing match. It was like a. I feel like it was like 10 or 15 minute match and it was amazing. And people were like, Oh my God, Chad, Chad Gable is like, you know, the next big single superstar. Look at this. And then no, like uh, weeks later he was on raw and they completely forgot about him. And uh, he was, yeah, it, it, it was bad. So I, I, I worry that that's just what this is, that they're not actually going to give Shelton Benjamin any kind of opportunity. I, I think he and Nakamura could maybe have a, a decent program. I know they're both, quote-unquote, heels. And I, but, I, I, I mean, the U.S. title is the other thing that they have to go after on SmackDown. And he's absolutely not doing anything with it currently. So, why don't we you know do that just for something different? And I think that match could also be awesome.
1: I uh, definitely have fun with that. I think, like, when I'm looking at this, this reminds me more of what they did with Mickie James. Uh, when she had her little micro-push right before she just became a heel and joined alexa bliss remember that when she fought alexa bliss and was really good and then the next week she was alexa bliss's best friend and now she's just a mean girl i could totally see it being something like that where he gets a title shot it's a good match and then the next thing you know he's just uh number twoing for someone young
0: yeah i i i think there's too much not not that mickey james is not in the same league but i there's just too much for him Too much upside to him to uh, do that, but uh, also uh, they tend to do that with smaller people, like they did with Leo Rush. Now Mickey James, who is, I mean, admittedly Alexa Bliss is also very tiny, but they're they're both you know kind of short together. So I I don't know that they would do that with somebody as big as Shelton. But not the biggest person on the roster. He's he's not he's definitely not the biggest, but he's big. He's not he's not cruiserweight sized. So. I don't know. I I hope that it means good things are coming for him. I, I hell put him in a match against Almas. Let's just watch that th- whole thing explode. Uh, them both countering everything they do and they can never get a, a hit in on either, each e- either person. Yeah, I I would totally be here for that. Uh, the other match of the night I had to list, and again I watched it like last in my rotation this week, but uh, absolutely up there. Cole Ricochet and Dunn. Getting it on in a three-way. Oh, I should have changed all those words. Um, fighting in a triple threat. There we go. That's better. Um, on NXT for the North American Championship. The UK Championship was not on the line in this match. Uh, but the North Americans certainly could have changed hands. It did not. Ricochet retained. But holy hell. If you have not watched this match, it is... It it's uh, it's it's even better than Ricochet done, because it adds in the, the the kind of surprise element of Cole. He kind of jumps in and interrupts everything each other the other one does, especially pins. So it it just yeah, it adds another element to it that just made it just amazing.
1: Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of people raving about this match, calling it match of the year contender and stuff like that, and I'm very excited to uh, sit down and watch it one of these days.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it is one of those you do not want to watch the YouTube clip of, like, four minutes or whatever it would be. You, you need to watch the entire match because it's, it's all from from, the, from bell to bell. They just they put on a clinic, and it's awesome. So, yeah, not surprising, but watch that match. Unfortunately, some things were not on the card. And I only have one thing to mention there this week. And it's the exact same thing as last week, and we've already kind of mentioned it, but Gable and Rude face the Ascension for week 12 of this ongoing rivalry that everybody is glued to their seats
1: for. What the hell are we doing? Beat him up. Beat him up. He's a goob. He's a goob. You be heel. He be face. We all know it's going to happen. Stop tickling our balls with it. I would put it exactly like that but well, yes. you put a lot of other uh, things other ways so you know.
0: well that's true I think that that's exactly where they're going they're just taking forever to get there and they do that with a lot of, a lot of angles like they drew out uh, I mean it, it worked in some regards but they drew out Cesaro and Sheamus's rivalry until they finally became buddies uh, for way too long as well like they could have done that a lot faster and still had the same impact I think but yeah, this one is just, that's where you're going. That has to be where you're going. If it's not, if you swerve and Gable's the heel and Rude stays face, then you've really screwed the pooch because all four of these guys could have been doing something else the entire time. But I, it's it's just painful to watch. And they, they put it on. like It's just, it, it, it is the Gable-Rude ascension match every week on Raw now. And it's just, it's just done should not be on the card
1: yeah it's mm, i don't know there are so many good examples of like faster pace wrestling like any show with a faster pace or with a shorter runtime like lucha underground or uh heck even impact uh where they only have an hour to an hour and a half they have to move these feuds quickly and they do and it's good and you know that would be nice try that
0: i also uh i would i would like to see the ascension finally wrestle like the revival one week and they're just doing the taunts of like glorious and everything and the revival's just like are you guys what 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 happened to your heads like we're the revival
1: you're not fighting chad and gable or gable and rude this week sorry it's that's just all we know anymore
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and cable and rude are painting their faces backstage (laughs) Yeah, this'll get him this week. <laughs> it's like, no guys, you're facing AOP. What? Who are they? They're not the Ascension. Uh, yeah, I uh, just get it over with. Do it. Come on. Make Ruda heal. He he's going to be a very good heal. Like, you don't know what that's going to be like once he turns heel. Just let him do it. Oh. It, I mean, it it's it's so just tied up in a bow. It's ready for them. It would give him a killer gimmick. Awesome. 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 Oh, so uh, the, the killer gimmick I think celebrates a lot of moments. Like I, that's not necessarily like the matches you know coming in an early segment, but I I think this is just a lot of moments that happened and Raw owned most of the moments for me this week, and I I, I was shocked by that. And the t- two of them are right out of the gate. And they're uh, turns, and the first is Bobby Lashley, my man, deciding that he hates everyone except for Leo Rush. Well, I, I think he probably still hates Leo Rush too, but he puts up with him because he he talks about him in uh, positive terms, uh, and and destroys Kevin Owens' knee and turns turns heel viciously. Like I, this is. This is what it had to be if he was going to turn. It could not be a little like, oh man, he he seems wishy-washy. Maybe he's turning into a bad guy. It's like, no, I, I, for whatever reason, all of a sudden hate my hate your guts, and I'm not going to be buddy buddy about it anymore. And I, I thought the combination of him destroying Kevin Owens and Leo Rush, being just the worst, most annoying little turd the entire time was it was chef's kiss,
1: perfect. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was. Uh, people have called it the, the best. Sorry, the, yeah. People have called it the best double turn since Bret Hart, Steve Austin back in the day. And I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't gone back and reviewed the tape of every double turn since then. But I know there have been a lot of failed double turns. But this was actually a really well done double turn. That is, I'm. It it makes me super sad that Kevin Owens is hurt. I would always be sad about that. But this is. Definitely what they needed to do with Bobby Lashley. He is a very intimidating heel. He can do great work. And it just wasn't working where they were going with him. So I could see this being uh, in preparation for him being prepped to fight Roman Reigns in a a title feud for a bit. He'll probably be the next heel to fight him, which means Braun Strowman won't ever get it, which makes me sad. But I'm still excited for somebody else to beat up Roman Reigns. That would be cool. Uh, That would be
0: uh, a decent rivalry with the, the alignments changed. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to call it a double turn because like I said, Owens is legitimately injured. He's going out for uh, a time mm-hmm. to get knee surgery. I, I, w- when he comes back, he will get cheered just because it'll be Kevin Owens returning. But I very quickly, I imagine he, you know, will turn on the fans and that will not last long. So I, I don't think it's a double turn. It was for a match. But it also it got Lashley to where he needed to be. And I also saw somewhere that supposedly Vince McMahon himself was feeding Leo Rush lines, like telling him exactly what to say in an earpiece. Like, I I'd, I'd say this. They'll hate this. Oh, so What so, did he say?
1: Like, just chant Lashley. Just chant Lashley.
0: I mean, yeah. And, and just keep doing it. I know it sounds stupid and they hate it, but keep doing it. It's working. That's what we want yeah and the cadence it wasn't even yeah it was it was just it was just really well done i and to start off raw with that was very very surprising and kind of set the tone for the night because the next match was another turn that arguably probably should have happened a super showdown but uh and nikki it was the exact same match from from showdown the bellas and ronda rousey versus riot squad and uh Rhonda is is successful this time. Uh, she does not hit the double arm bar, thank God. Um, she just taps out Ruby Riot, and then they're celebrating, and Nikki decides, okay, it's my time now, again. And my favorite part, I think, of it was Brie going along with it, because what the hell else is Bree going to do by herself if her sister turns on Rhonda Rousey and she decides, no, I'm against
1: this? She could go and do the other program that she's in that is kind of interesting go back and beat up maurice some more
0: yeah that's that's definitely on hold for right now that's not that's not happening until we get past the styles brian with ms interfering match at the pay-per-view we probably shouldn't be having but we'll get to that she
1: should still do something like uh oh johnny gargano's wife remind me her name Candice Larray. Yeah, like she she does awesome just as a, she's not necessarily involved but she's like she's she is a great addition to all the matches that she's in just as a supporter and as a you know it adds a bit of realism that there's someone's family member just actually cheering for them and being involved in a non you know pull a brass knuckle out of my shirt and slip it to you sort of way so I I think they could do a lot with her in that program, and she doesn't need to be there for the other one, and it puts her in a confusing alignment situation that I don't understand, and I don't like the whole Uh, thing at
0: all. I I understand where you're coming from, but here's where they're coming from. So she's not going to go back with the Brian stuff for a while because that does confuse alignments, especially now with her clearly being healed. But she didn't have to be healed Um, is what I'm saying. She could have stayed on the other side. no, she does, because there's no way we will believe that Nikki Bella could take on Ronda Rousey by herself.
1: That's a fair point. She has
0: to have she has to have somebody to help her beat her down like every time Ronda Rousey, you know, hulks up and decides, "Oh, wait, I'm Ronda Rousey. Get the hell off of me." Brie comes in with like a cheap shot to the back of her leg or something and th- so the two-on-one aspect is the only way we can get past. There's no way I could possibly believe this would happen. So, I I think that's why she has to stick around and I I, I think that already she's not holding up her end of the bar. Nikki did such a good job of, of course, she did the turn, but then, you know, Bree at one point puts her arm on her like, yeah, sis, and she shrugs her arm off, just like, get the hell off of me. This is my time. And also grabbing the sign of the fan and just tossing it and doing the whole, like, what, what pose was just, I, again, I, I, I thought it was really good. And to have that follow the turn from Lashley was like, oh, my God, this whole night is just, who knows what's going to happen. They've decided to just book everything backwards. And uh, then they didn't turn rude for some reason. I'm like, come on. It's right there. It's We're turning turn day. tonight. Yeah. Everybody gets a free one. It's the just m- punch the card. It's the he's, he's had his 10th match. It's the Raw after Super Showdown. Everything's crazy. Apparently. Uh, another shocking thing that yeah, did not I only followed it immediately but it was very close uh, was <laughs> okay so I have it actually written down here quote unquote acting general manager Baron Corbin's global battle royal this is to determine uh, one of the competitors for the WWE World Cup which is the t- title that doesn't mean anything that they're apparently going to give away at uh, crown jewel and I uh, another part that I love is the John Cena he's just in the match he qualifies, you know why? Because he's John Cena. He, he
1: he won a haircut competition. I don't
0: know that he won the mat, won the competition or not.
1: But uh, yeah, this whole my thing. Like... Oh, go ahead.
0: Sorry, I was just gonna say my wife's like whistling or something. It's very loud. <laughs> it's not coming come through on the mic.
1: Okay. Um... What the hell, that is. <laughs> Yeah, I have several problems with this whole setup at this point, and uh, in a world of missed WWE opportunities, this is one that's really starting to piss me off.
0: Okay, so uh, let's let's break it down real quick. So Heath Slater uh, is backstage tells Baron Corbin, "I want a shot at that. I want to be in this match." Uh, Corbin says, "Yeah, no, you're not. You're not good enough for that." So then we get uh, the the different. Uh, jobbers from around the world to be in this battle royal of course Baron Corbin's also in it so he's gonna win and uh, there's one man conspicuously dressed completely head to toe in gold the El Conquistador well, and stockiest luchador stockiest uh, very round uh, uh, very a uh, uh, particular body type you might say Uh, in the match as well. And, uh, he uh, rolls out and is not, you know, out, he's not out of the match and he's sitting on the outside, kind of doing his nails and whatever the entire match. And then Corbin thinks he's won. Elkin Keystore comes in, hits a interesting move set on him, including an angle slam or Olympic slam, whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, and knocks out Baron Corbin and Corbin's like, wait a minute that, no, I was, I was set up to win. Was that what happened? And then, Oh, the big reveal. It's Heath. Sl- no, it's not Heath Slater. It's Kurt Angle.
1: It should have been Heath Slater.
0: It should have been, but I like the bait and switch that it wasn't. Like that's that's why it worked for me. Is that that is what we're trained to think? Like, yeah, he got screwed over. Of course, it's going to be Heath Slater.
1: But no, yeah. But okay. Here's let me let me do a quick grapple with it for you and tell you how this could have been better. I mean, yes, they're setting up for the the, the bait and switch was nice, and they are setting up for the. Corbin versus Angle Survivor Series match that I'm sure you are just waiting for with bated breath, but this is supposed to be a World Cup. They could have actually had it be a World Cup, but have Heath Slater think West Virginia is a different country, and that would have been hilarious.
0: Uh, Heath Slater is confused, and he's 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 hard on his luck, but he's not dumb. Like I I I wouldn't put that uh, character flaw on him
1: it he's from west virginia everyone from west virginia is dumb come at me that's your prerogative to say that that is
0: not mine that that's i I live too close to that (laughs) i can't there's too many people around here that are from west virginia uh it's 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 true but also i don't agree with it um so I I just I yeah I like the segment it was another a surprise on Raw which again is not something we get very often so it's nice to have that uh, real quick mentioning the mentioning the other World Cup qualifiers uh, Jeff Hardy beat Joe on SmackDown and I kind of further injured him I like Hardy maybe getting a little edge after his you know uh, hell in a cell match and goes after Joe's knee that was injured by Styles at uh, Super Showdown. And kind of further aggravates the injury and gets the win because of it. That was, I, I thought, a nice little touch. Randy Orton beat Big Show. Hey, Big Show had a match. Hey, Big Show lost his match. Yeah, why? Why?
1: <laughs> why? That was so I, I, asinine on all levels.
0: I did see it mentioned that, so this is all for Crown Jewel. And it, we've we've already determined that the, the person behind the Crown Jewel thing, uh, the... Uh, Oh crap! I forget his title, but the the crown prince, I think, uh, of Saudi Arabia has he has not seen a wrestling show in like twenty years. So he's going for, with what he knows. So we're probably going to get a Cena Orton final for the World Cup. Your thoughts? <laughs> I'm guessing by your face, not pros, not positive. So,
1: uh, last year. The then WCPW, now Defiant Wrestling Promotion, did a World Cup. And it was highlighting high it was it featured such performers as Rey Mysterio and uh oh, what's his name? Uh Okada was in it. And it uh it ended up with uh, Will Ospreay versus uh, Hakata and it was amazing it was really really cool to see all the different styles of Japanese wrestling and Mexican wrestling and UK wrestling and American wrestling all just kind of flating off each other it was something it was a way to see matches that you couldn't normally see because they were from different promotions and different styles this is Randy Orton versus John Cena version 20 and it's going to be stupid and it's going to be in another country Let's make ourselves look as angly or Ameriocentric as possible. Let's do that when we're on, out on the world world tour. Let's just only put Americans out there and call it a World Cup. It's okay to have just Americans, but don't say you're doing a World Cup thing.
0: I yes, you're you're right about all of that. I, unfortunately, this not this show is not for us. We're lucky to get a couple of the matches. We're getting out of it, but I mean this is this is for the whim of. Uh, a, a possible murderous dictator is is paying lots and lots
1: of money for, and so that's what we're gonna do, right? But it's and for I, the pe- it's for his people. Like I get that he's like calling the shots or whatever, and and all that stuff, and that's
0: I I think we'll get to it a little bit later in the ringside area, but I'm I'm not so sure he cares about the people. But they're I'm not sure he's doing it for the people. I don't think he cares about doing anything for them at all. Then what's up, Undertaker, Kane? <laughs>
1: well, I've well. I think the people who are going there to see Undertaker Kane are going to enjoy that. I think they're going to think, hey, this is pretty cool. I'm sure they will, and DX as well. But I just,
0: it, it's, yeah, that, that's that's a, a totally different thing. The, the one you mentioned with uh, WCPW is one for like, that. that is for the fans. And that is like, you want to see this matchup, don't you? All right, here you go. In a tournament style. This is awesome. And that 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 was for the fans. That was to, to see new wrestling. This th- this show.
1: That's not what this is. I get that, but it could have been, and people would have liked it. Just, it could have been. Like you can't tell me that people wouldn't have gotten just as excited if it was Finn Balor versus, um, hey, Rey Mysterio's coming back. That would have been awesome. Finn Balor versus Rey Mysterio. How cool is that?
0: I, absolutely. And we can do that once we get back to the States, but uh, <laughs> over there we, we have to play by somebody else's rules again. We'll get to all that later. Cause that's another part of a discussion that uh, we have to have Uh Miz TV featured Brian and styles uh, sitting with the Miz, Taking shots at him. Calling the uh, Brian calls him the two minute man. Uh, styles goes along with it because he has no real character alignment of his own. He just kind of wades into whatever environment he's in. Uh, I, I it's it's it was fun because it involved all three of these guys and I think the Miz also did a good job dunking on Styles saying you know like you you say you have been champion forever but when was the last time you main event uh, main a main event at a pay per view like when's the last time the WWE championship meant anything that's right before you had it and before Jinder Mahal had it but we'll go there. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I, I I I liked it just because these three guys playing off each other I think is enjoyable. I think we're gonna get more of that uh, with the crown jewel match. I, Miz has to fly over there just to screw up Daniel, Bry- screw Daniel Bryan they're, out of the title. It has to happen. He
1: he doesn't have to fly himself out. It's all a but it's all at work, Jason. But
0: but yeah, I know. But let's go with kayfabe and let's say he like flies in the cargo hold to <laughs> hide from Daniel Bryan. <laughs> he shows up all disheveled and it's like, I was in that cargo hold for three days.
1: <laughs> when, when, when does he sound like that? That's the,
0: the I, if you slept in a cargo hold for three days, I think you'd sound like that. All right. Fair enough.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know that turned you into a prospector, but apparently it does. That wasn't that, that. was
0: That would be like this. I was in that cargo hold for three
1: days. That's the happy prospector who found gold. You were the one who wasted his life knee-deep in a river.
0: <laughs> well, should have made better choices. Uh, you had a gimmick that you would like to mention real quick, and it involves toys.
1: It sure does. So, uh, the WWE is convinced that they are a reality TV network, and that's like what the future of entertainment is, and I hate it. I hate Total Bellas. I hate Total Divas. I hate... All this other stuff, uh, I will tolerate like drive time and dinner for three or whatever, because like okay, it's wrestlers talking about wrestling. That at least makes sense. But I don't like reality TV. I think reality TV is stupid. Yeah, other people enjoy it. That's fine. Go have go have a good time. But there is one kind of reality TV that is kind of my Achilles' heel, and it's kind of it's the like the Pawn Stars or the Storage Wars or the the people going around and buying crap genre of reality TV and WWE has decided to go after this genre as well as they send Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins two men they figure hey they're on the payroll we might as well do something with them and they have them buy toys together and it is super entertaining to watch these two men go out and they 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 have that passion for collecting toys that makes things interesting when people start just going off and and, and into their speech about all the different Things I don't know about toys. I don't know anything about collecting action figures, but both these guys really do. And it's it's fun. And they have very different personalities. In the one episode I watched, they compared how much they spent at the end. Kurt Hawkins spent uh $30 and some change, and he bought two things, one of which was a figure that he bought because he wanted Gold Dust to sign it before he retired. And Zach Ryder spent seventeen hundred dollars. Buying things that he has previously bought and sold, as well as also things he didn't know existed until he saw the guy at the store say, "This is what this is the wood mold that they make the packaging for." And he's like, "Ooh, I need to spend seven hundred dollars on that." So it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was on YouTube. It took eleven minutes.
0: Yeah, this is a he, he does this a lot. He he he's kind of the toy guy on Twitter, on YouTube. Uh, it's it's interesting because. Zack Ryder kind of became a thing because of uh his YouTube show and presence and like social media. Like he got the 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 hashtag trending before that was a thing and you know that that got him a spot on the roster and got him noticed and hell he was Intercontinental champion for a hot second. But now that YouTube is what it is and social media presences and all that and also Xavier Woods like Everybody in WWE is on his show on YouTube, and he has like over a million subscribers. Uh, I don't even know if he's actually had Zack Ryder on that show. That's the really sad part. I'm I don't. Sure he has. None of this really moves the needle anymore. Like he he's on Twitter constantly, like you know, tweeting out pictures of himself, like the next next champion right here, and it's just like it just seems like a sad child, like wishing for things that are obviously never going to happen. Well,
1: he he seems like the kid doing his own uh, unwrapping videos. But it's still yeah. like I still appreciate it for what it is, and it, and it came across more as like HGTV than it did about like YouTube. So it was actually well produced and done by the the network people and stuff. So
0: oh yeah 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 no he has he has their support behind it. I mean it's very clearly a produced piece, and it's I'm not saying that. I just it, his social media presence is no longer. You know I'm getting it done, and people notice me because I'm out here getting the likes and the retweets and the hashtags. It's like, no, it's just, you're just sad. Now you're a sad old man. Like you're, he has to be in his like mid thirties. And that makes it to the point where he should be, not should not be doing that anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I'm also just sad that we don't have the hype bros anymore.
1: That, that might be it. The, when I went to, uh, um, raw last week, that was one of the saddest things is when Mojo Rawley came out and put on a heck of a match with Tyler Breeze. And then everyone's just watching him leave out and they're like, oh, yeah, you used to be a hype bro. Yeah. Where's your hype now, bro?
0: <laughs> there is none. There is no bro hype. Not in all of his body. Uh, that's a good segue into our next segment. I found things that had no heat. I, I, I don't want to put this in this category necessarily. I really only did because I had nothing else to put in here. Um, so this, this doesn't necessarily apply, but, the uh, Rusev Lana story escalated, uh, with Aiden English this week. And, you know, he said, I'm going to shock the world and show the rest of the footage. And so he shows more and it shows Lana like ready to come on to him and maybe they're about to make out who knows and then the video stops again it's like oh no we're gonna have to wait till we get to see the rest next week and nope you know why because canonically they remembered lana is russian and russians hack things (laughs) and uh, rusev actually declaring that you got hacked (laughs) (laughs) was was a very good moment uh but, that uh, was a
1: reminder of how underused funny Rusev is.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it, I like that. There's little bits of it here and there, but when they do this this quote unquote serious stuff, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't get a chance to shine like he should. Um, so uh, Alana hacked the video, and by which that by that I mean pushed play.
1: Yeah, she's just like let's keep. <laughs> no, no. Let's just keep watching. Yeah.
0: And Aiden English, not apparently having paid off the production crew, uh, has to watch the video as you know she denies him, and he's awkwardly has to turn off the video after he came on to his best friend's girl, and then just has to take off running because it's Rusev, and if Rusev catches him, he's going to eat him alive. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's where we're at right now. We're gonna get a match out of it. I, it'll be. I don't want this to be like a long feud that I would like for this to just have a blow off match and then move on.
1: But who knows? So, okay. I got a question. What was Aiden English's plan here? Obviously he knew what was on that tape. He knew that he hit on her and she turned him down. How is that? That doesn't make any sense. I have a secret about you. You did a good thing and I did a bad thing. Why was this a three-week buildup? Why wasn't Lion just like, no, Rusev, I'll tell you exactly what happened. He tried to hit on me, and I said no. And Rusev would be like, okay, that sounds reasonable. I'm going to kick the crap out of this guy.
0: Uh, it didn't happen last week because they had a mixed match challenge match, so they had to concentrate on that. They didn't have time to, to to worry about what happened in Milwaukee.
1: But uh, they brought it up and all the hype for that. All they did was talk about Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. I I would hope for... If they did another week of it
0: for Aiden English to shoot a video himself where he is both Aiden English and Lana.
1: Now that would have been funny. Yes.
0: Yes. And that's like it. And it's not even like, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I know nobody's buying this, but totally are they buying it? It would be Aiden English is like losing his mind. And he's, like, becoming himself and Lana and maybe even Rusev. And he just has no personality of his own anymore. And he wrestles matches, but he wrestles it as all three people instead of just Aiden English.
1: <laughs> okay, see, this. This I can get behind. I would love. And do They all have their own shirts. And he just, like, changes shirts really quick. Or, no, he layers them. He has, like, 17 shirts on and then just alternating Rusev, Lana, Aiden Day shirts. And he just rips one off and then he's that character for a while and then he rips the next one off and tags that character in and and, oh that would be amazing
0: see i think he just has a blonde wig lipstick a fake beard and his white pasty ass and that's that's how he wrestles and when he does that you know he says rusev crush and then he's rusev so he crushes and then he tags in aiden english quote unquote and yeah that i i there multiple personality gimmicks uh are few and far between these days probably for good reason uh but I, I think that could have been a fun one, and I think he, I think he can pull it off. I think that would be a very good uh, test for his character skills. Uh, yeah, just singing and then turning into Rusev, and then actually turning back into Aiden, and then Lana, and just yeah, just just break port Aiden English. That's what I want right now. Uh, closing out the show, closing out the segments, I should say, we have our near falls. <laughs> And this, uh, first one is, is it, it was nearly, uh, it, it was, it was an exciting thing. I admit, uh, for uh, reasons I can't necessarily explain, but the Canelluses. Mike and Maria,
1: they pop back up and they're on 205 live. You are like this strangely, the most loyal Canellus fan I've ever met.
0: <laughs> I, I, I love their story. I love that they both came back. They had to immediately like shut down whatever push they got because maria got pregnant and also mike was going through uh pill addiction stuff and to kind of going through rehab for that so they had to put everything on the back burner uh they've had lots of matches dark matches stuff on uh main event or whatever and now to finally have them resurface and also resurface with the best theme going in wwe right now that stupid 80s power ballad is like the best thing
1: <laughs> oh man
0: i i I'll, I'll find that put it in the show somewhere because that's uh, i don't have to worry about copyright because nobody listens to this show anyways and it's the greatest <laughs> song ever uh and they they do it they're, they're still together they didn't break, break them up they're still you know holding hands over their fallen opponents or whatever it's i I just love their gimmick and i'm glad to see them back and uh on 205 live where i think they can thrive like it's a it's the show about you know characters and over-the-top personalities and moves and everything i i think they'll do really well on that show so i i was very happy to see them return and i hope it goes somewhere good for both of them
1: yeah i i I want the best for the canalises as well but you're the only person i know who gets actively excited when that music ends
0: I, I disagree I would like a compilation a YouTube compilation uh, for the next show where I will, I will show that I am not the only one hit me up if you're one of those people I would like to put that together
1: <laughs> yeah yeah Let, let's see how this goes for you Jason
0: it's going to be me in different wigs and mustaches and <laughs> lipstick <laughs> they're my favorite wrestlers oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh, and, and another near fall for me this week was the rest of the women's stuff on raw. I can't be bothered to get excited about, uh, Trish and Lita. I am excited that they're making that a tag match now and not two singles matches. Cause those would not be, I don't think two good singles matches. I think it's better to
1: combine it. Uh, but they lied to us, Jason. They lied to us about, about those matches didn't lie. They just said that's
0: what it was going to be, and now it's going to be a, a tag match. So that's, that's not lying. That's just changing the booking. They, they specifically put at the bottom of every card, cards subject to change.
1: Totally with it. I don't care in the slightest. I I I think this is going to be just fine. I, I think I'm a little worried that it's going to seem extremely one-sided because we know Alexa Bliss and Mickey James can wrestle super, super well right now. I think Mickey James is doing some of the best in-ring work of her career, and alexa bliss is a goddess for a reason and trish stratus and lita they were great at their time but their time was a long time ago and the industry has changed so i don't it'll be interesting to see if they can if they can hang
0: i i agree but i think I'm, i'm more interested in this match now that it's it's a tag and not two singles matches but uh yeah and the other match on Raw that uh, it was Nia Jax and Ember Moon wrestling for, you know, just because they're both there and why not? And so that's fine. And uh, I I don't think it'll further a feud. I don't think it'll begin a feud. I don't. I uh, Nia Jax just gets bored and fights her friends and then they become her enemies. And that's like that. That's not a great way to be
1: friends. Nia. <laughs> 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 I agree. Um, I was happy just to see this because I like both of these performers and was glad that they got to do something. And I don't think everything has to lead to a feud. I think it's okay to have just good filler matches. It adds to the realism of everything and it gives people a chance to wrestle people they wouldn't normally get to wrestle and it's just fun. So I I, I enjoyed this and you're a party pooper.
0: No, no, I, I, that's Again, it's a near fall. It's not a bad thing. It okay. is... I, I, I agree with you, but we've been trained to think okay if they're starting to if they're wrestling they're starting a feud like this is not just going to be a one off match because we don't do those on the main roster so yeah if they want to do that and and get it you know get in our minds that this can happen from now on that's great I, as long as they're not wrestling uh, rude and Gable esque matches for ten episodes then yeah I'm I'm all for that that's fine uh, I also thought when Nia Jax ran into the ring. A, it looked like it hurt, like she looked like she got up some speed, a little more than Charlotte did, uh, and hit that bit, that board side hard. And also, I thought it was, I mean, yeah, she's the, the immovable object or whatever, the immovable, fo- no, unstoppable force, immovable object, what I forget what they call the it.
1: The big lady.
0: Yeah, I know, but because of that, they said, I think the ring moved a couple of inches. I'm just like, oh, that's, I mean, yeah, she's she's big, and she would take it, you know, she would hit it hard, but I don't know, Just that just felt wrong. I don't especially because Renee didn't say it if she says okay okay fine you're a lady you can say that I can't say that
1: (laughs) I mean yes I totally get that but it's not the way the world should work it's not okay to be mean just because you're the same gender as somebody and I don't necessarily consider that mean like if if the ring actually moved that would have been okay it's like I said,
0: it was it was just a, a slight a little thing, weird. just like oh, I, 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 would you say that about any other woman? I don't know, so not really a thing. Uh, something that is very, very much a thing, and I think uh, probably possibly could have been the main topic of conversation on this episode. Uh, is a ringside area bit, but it is uh, casting a dark shadow over the crown jewel event. That being the uh, disappearance of a Washington Post journalist this week, uh, Saudi-born, I believe. He was traveling to Turkey to get a uh, wedding license for he and his fiancée, who is uh, Turkish. And so he was there at the consulate, I believe the Saudi consulate in Turkey, uh, and just disappeared. Like, went in to get it and never came out. Uh, word is from Turk, the Turkish government that he was murdered by the Saudis. And, of course, you know, we've got a big event coming up in WWE in Saudi Arabia put on by the same guy that possibly ordered the murder if it did indeed happen and it's it it it's very interesting to see you know that that this is you know it's an interesting topic in and of itself but now we've got like US senators coming out telling WWE you have to cancel this event like we cannot it, until we find out what actually happened you cannot have this event And we, that would be terrible. It it would, well, it's not the equivalent, but you know, like when they had the whole uh, show about Chris Benoit and how great he was and then found out, oh, whoopsie, he killed his family. Uh, it would, it would be a very dark Mark. Um, yeah, I, it's, I, I hope they cancel this show. I don't think they will. I don't think they can, but I hope they do
1: yeah I, I mean i totally get why my people are saying that and it is it is dodgy as all get out um and it probably i don't know it would probably be for the best just to to cut all ties but i don't think that's going to happen and you know it, if they did that it wouldn't just affect the per. like i don't think it would affect have the effect people want of like oh this will show that we're taking a stand against the Saudi government. I don't think the Saudi government would care, but I do think all the people who were really looking forward to it. And, you know, this was their one chance to see this sort of thing and could have had a real influence on the lives of the kids that are being taken. Now that have something to shoot for and have like a chance to see their heroes, uh, to have that taken away from them where they have no recourse. It's not like people tend to look at it from a Amer- very American centric thing. Like, Oh, this will get people voting. This will get people talking. Well, that doesn't mean Jack. They have no power, so punishing them to get them to do stuff doesn't affect their government like it would here. And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I get wanting to, to make, make a stand and say that the world shouldn't be like that, but it's not going to change anything, and it's just going to hurt people who don't have any power in the first place.
0: Uh, good point i i think i think it will still go on i don't think they can cancel it at this point i think too many things have moved into place and also money has changed hands and whatever else uh deals have been struck but it, <laughs> when, when it does happen it is going to be a super weird awkward event oh yeah and many yeah. Uh, also unfortunately you know a lot more people will probably watch it which you know really sucks that that gets more eyeballs on it but again that's not the intention i know that's not i'm not that this is not you know a conspiracy or whatever it's just it's it's really weird to have you know the the real political world crossing over with the wrestling one in such a strange way so but hey when you put the president of your company on the cabinet of the press the president's cabinet uh stuff's gonna happen
1: yeah that's just that's a whole another
0: issue yep yep and we're not talking about that here this is this is a fun show I just had to bring that up because it's it's a very weird place to be this week so next week we'll be in a different place hopefully not Saudi Arabia yet we're still working our way to uh, to evolution we got uh, more matches being made for that the, the card is solidifying uh, Baszler versus Kyrie Sane is still my most anticipated match of that entire show which, yeah that'll that's, be neat that's gonna be uh, I, the the fact they're going to kairi sane now is the i've beaten her i'll beat her again and Shayna basil is like no, no no i'm changing my training to destroy you and i know i can uh, <laughs>
1: i'm elbow proof now
0: yeah i just i that is going to be a very 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 good match and uh good luck to all the women uh topping it and i hope they they you know work at it and do their do their darndest to do that oh, but, i'm sure they
1: will yes
0: yes absolutely um but yeah that that'll be our next big event and that's going to do it for this episode of pro grapplers thank you for listening if you like it please subscribe You can do that at apple podcast google podcast wherever you find your podcasts leave a review while you're there if it's possible you can find us on twitter at p grapplers individually i am at the jason sigler
1: and i'm individually at idahobo
0: We'll talk at you next week on the greatest podcast in the history of our sport. I'm Amazing Jason Sigler.
1: I will always be Steve the Shin Kicker Shinny.
0: We are still going overseas in a few weeks, despite many reasons to the contrary. Here on Pro Grapplers.
1: Pro Grapplers.